Information leader, approaching 6.30 on uh, SFM. It's great to be with you again on this fine Monday, a Monday that I was hoping to be chatting about all the excitement of the Soweto Derby that happened over the weekend, but that's not going to happen. We're going to discuss the Soweto Derby, though, with uh, Pumunza Manager, former London Pirate striker, as uh, we bring you this uh, PSL radio show, Segun Jala, this fine Monday. But I also got to say just a huge congratulations to South Africa's Stephen Mokoka. He's... Uh, he went on yesterday and won his third uh, Shanghai Marathon in four years. So uh, enormous congratulations to uh, to Stephen Mokoka, fine fine athlete and uh, somebody who continues to represent South Africa with pride. I will mention this though: over the weekend, absolute Premiership matches, sixteen teams were in action. Thirteen of those teams managed to find goals. Only three teams didn't score this weekend. The side that has the lowest number of points per game, which is IX Cape Town. And then, of course, the two arch-rivals, uh, Kaiser Chiefs and Lander Pirates. So, disappointing overall. It was a great victory, though, for uh, Cape Town City as they stunned Mamelodi Sundowns, the African champions. Uh, and we'll catch up with Levohan Manyama, the Cape Town City captain. We'll also talk to Bloemfontein Celtic. The uh, club has parted ways with coach Seramele Tsuaka. We'll catch up with the CEO, Kumbulani Kongo. But uh, starting off with some sports news for you. Rugby news, Patrick Lambie is said to captain South Africa in the international match against the Barbarians at Wembley Stadium in London on Saturday. Springbok coach Alistair Katsia confirmed earlier that Adrian Strauss, who has led the Springboks in all of their nine tests so far this year, will be rested for the match in which no test caps will be awarded. Katsia is set to name his uh, 23-man uh, squad on Thursday afternoon. Meanwhile, Sharks will boast a number of new faces to go with the tried and tested names for next year's Super Rugby competition under head coach Robert Dupreer. Most high-profile new signing, though, is French fullback Clement uh, Poitrenard, who joins on a one-year deal. The other newcomers include tight-head prop Enoch Nyaka, Stormers loose forward Jacques from and Southern Kings Centre Jeremy Ward, Namibia Centre Johan Dasel, and Stormer Centre Kurbus van Veik. Cricket news, Sri Lanka reached five without loss in their second innings, a lead of 169 at stumps on day three of the first test against Zimbabwe in Harare. In reply to Sri Lanka's first innings, 537, Zimbabwe posted 373, thanks mainly to an unbeaten 102 from Graham Creamer batting at eight. Meanwhile, West Indies reached 244 for six to trail by 37 runs in the first innings at stumps on day two of the third test against Pakistan in Sharjah. Craig Braithwaite is unbeaten on 95 as the Windies look to surpass Pakistan's first innings total of 280. Back home, Kevin Peterson will play for the Dolphins and Karen Pollard will play for the Cape Cobras during South Africa's Premier Domestic T20 Tournament that starts on November the 12th. The international superstars will join local stars who will hold nothing back as they compete to claim top spot and the 2.7 million rand winner's check. Football news, Chipper United coach Dan Dan's Malacella has indicated he's set to make wholesale changes to his team for tomorrow's clash with Bidvest Vitz following a disappointing one-all draw with Platinum Stars this weekend. The Chili Boys who will face uh, Vitz at Dobsonville Stadium uh, owing to the student unrest at uh, the Vitz campus missed two penalties in the stalemate with Tiquena at uh, Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium this past Friday. Meanwhile, Manchester United, I can tell you, have recalled former German captain Bastian Schweinsteiger to first-team training. The 32-year-old hasn't featured under uh, Jose Mourinho and, in fact, was even removed from the World Cup, uh, from the uh, Europa League roster for the club. And finally, in tennis, Nick Kyrgios has had his two-month ban reduced to three weeks after he agreed to seek mental help. This after the Australian was in the uh, headlines receiving a two-month ban and a 25,000 US dollar fine for conduct contrary to the integrity of the game after tanking in a match at the Shanghai Masters. But he's agreed to a mental health care plan. That's your sports news. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource.
Well, tonight on SFM, uh, South Africa's news and information leader, we've got to start with the uh, Orlando Pirates Kaiser Chiefs uh, derby. So much said about the Soweto derby, the build-up to the 160th competitive meeting of these sides, but in the end it was a goalless draw in their absolute premiership match at F&B Stadium on Saturday afternoon. We've got former Orlando Pirates striker and uh, now analyst Pumuzo Manenja on the line. Pumuzo, thanks for joining us. Uh, good evening. Evening, Jane. Um, good to, to be on your show. Let's just start with the obvious question. A lot of people talking about the heat wave in Gauteng, and uh, you know, some saying it's hot enough for referee Victor Gomes to, to pause and give a water break. But do you, you think the heat uh, really affected the, the outcome of the match, the result of this match? In some way, I would agree that the heat affected the pace of the game, but uh, towards the, the second half, I expected the, the pace to go up a bit because it was a little bit cooler in the second half. But yes, in the first half, I would say the heat definitely uh, affected the game. Let's talk about uh, the, the match overall, though. I mean, I, you know, I sit down and I listen to the coaches after the match and I, I go through the build-up. And, I mean, you, you've been through it in, as a player, you've been through it as an, and an analyst. You've been on so many different sides of it. But, you know, it, it's, it's a match where the pressure seems so great on the teams and the coaches that they're, they're too apprehensive to try anything. We end up with players that are reluctant to do anything. And that translates into this cautious, damp squib at the end of the day. Um, and that's a concern for me. I mean, is that an accurate contention? Is that how you see this, Derby? There's so much pressure on the players, Dwayne. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, I remember, I'll just share a little bit about myself, Derby. I remember, Dwayne, I could not sleep. Every time I, I thought I slept for hours, I checked the time. Uh, I would have slept for 45 minutes. You know, that's the anxiety and the pressure that you get to, to perform in this uh, big game called the Derby, the Soweto Derby. As for the coaches, I think they, they end up being happy with the draw because there's a lot of pressure. They, they're breaking rights at stake. And, you know, they tactically, they end up cancelling each other on the, on the field. And I think that's one of the things that happened on Saturday, that both coaches just uh, wanted to disrupt the rhythm of the other team. And I think with that, you'll always end up getting a draw. And the pressure that is on the coaches and the players is so much that a draw ends up being a, a satisfactory uh, result for the two. Yeah, it's it's uh, one point gained, or is it two points lost in the title race? That's always the question, I suppose. But how significant did you believe Pirates were actually impacted by the uh, the stomach bug that seems to be ravaging the camp? Because Brighton and Flonger was hit, he played. Uh, Opa Manisa and were were both ruled out of the uh, the match as a result of it. Um, and then, of course, the, the players who came in to take their chances. What did you make of uh, Nuruddin's impact? And certainly somebody like uh, Mpumakola, required as a senior player to step up and take control in the midfield. What did you make of their performances? I think uh, Mushina to Kraut's plans would have been uh, affected then because if your captain is not available on the day and you would have planned the game around him, uh, giving his performance and on the day. But I think with Obama going out, there was also uh, Mamela who then uh, went for a late fitness test and he ended up failing that late fitness test on the day. You know, but uh, I'm happy that uh, Brighton Musongo was able to soldier on and, and, and play the whole 90 minutes. Coming to Opamanisa, the, the missing link on the Orlando Pirates uh, starting lineup, I thought it was a chance for a Bafana Bafana midfielder like uh, Mpomakola to step up and be the king in that midfield uh, drain. But for me on the day, I think he, he disappointed because in terms of uh, him being the leader, in terms of the ball playing Orlando Pirates, he disappeared. The only moment I remember is when he was fighting with the referee and uh, getting a yellow card. And uh, besides that, there was nothing more that he contributed to the game. But I would say the, the, the absence of Mamela 
was a blessing in disguise for one Norodin. I thought he was the best player in the first 45 minutes for Orlando Pirates. He was, he was lively. He was going past players. He used his pace. I would have thought that it, it would have been a disadvantage for him playing on the left because, you know, on the left, you have to bring in the crosses with his weaker foot. But at crucial times, he cut inside to provide the pass or to cut inside to have a shorted goal. If you remember, Orlando Pirates' best chance in the first half was through Norodin, where he intercepted the ball, used this pace to go past uh, uh, Ramas and Pachele right back, and then give that pass, final pass from Porahale, who I thought the first touch was bad, and he did not anticipate that pass, and he did not make a decision as to what he wanted to do with the ball. So the absence of the two players, I think, uh, on the one side, it was disappointing from Makola. On the other side, I think it was a blessing in disguise for Norodin to go in there and have a perfect first half. I thought in the second half, he, he faded a bit because of, of match fitness and also fatigue because of the heat. But he really ran his uh, uh, legs out in the first half. Yeah, I think uh, he's spot on with that. And certainly, um, Paul Makola, I think we saw him twice. The other time was when he kicked the ball into the referee. And <laughs> became the focal point again. <laughs> that said, um, of Chiefs, I mean, their defences look pretty solid at the moment. I want to get your take on that in a moment. But first and foremost, one of the, one of the things that uh, Steve Coppella mentioned directly after the game in the press conference was, he said, if I, if I knew, uh, if I knew then what I know now, I would have started with Spiro Chowalala. Do you think tactics were, were one of the reasons Chiefs couldn't find any results on the day? I think the first reason why, uh, Steve Coppella decided to leave to leave uh, Chavalala on the bench just because I think this season alone he has played about 65 minutes or 70 minutes for Kaiser Chiefs because of the injury that he had. But coming back to your question is that he started with uh, William Twala, he started with STN, and he started with George Lewis. He thought the youthfulness of those three guys that I mentioned would be key on the day. He expected them to make runs behind the Pirates' defense. He expected them to use their skills to go past players. And on the day, I thought the three of those players did not do that and uh, hence he had Simpua uh, Chavalala ready on the bench. And I think big games like this, uh, Dwayne, it needs uh, BMT, I mean big match temperament from the players. And I think you could only get that from an experienced player like Simpua Chavalala. You saw when he came on, he gave those final passes uh, for the likes of Manuel to run on to. Even he himself ended up creating an opportunity for himself to have uh, one of uh, the two shots that were on target on the day came from Simpua Chavalala's long range. So I think on the day uh, um, he made a, uh, a mistake. I think I can, I can put it that way to say he started the youngsters. He expected a lot of energy and pace from them, which he did not get. They were asking for balls to feed. But when Simpoe Tavalala came on, you could see that there was a switch that was switched on in the Kaiser Chiefs lineup. Yeah, indeed. I, think, I thought it made the world of a difference, and Steve Compella admitted as much afterwards. But you, you do talk about some of the uh, players stepping up. But from a, a defensive perspective, Chiefs defenders do seem to be playing fairly solid overall, despite a few lapses uh, over the weekend as well. Uh, but w- what do you make of that central defensive pairing in particular with uh, Godinho and, uh, and Mato alongside one another? I thought they came up against... Uh the most dangerous striker in the PSL in Tandai Indoro. We know before the game he had played uh, five games and scored six goals. So I thought uh, they were in uh, for a tough day on, uh, at the office. Uh, I thought uh, Godino, he has got three goals so far uh, for Kaiser Chiefs. He contributes so much up, uh, on the offensive set pieces for Kaiser Chiefs, hence the three goals. But on the day, I thought he dealt well with uh, the most dangerous striker in Tandai Indoro. 
Uh, also, these are, his combination with Mato, I think, is growing. Uh, I think the last time we saw a solid uh, centre-back pairing was when Mashamaite was still a Kaiser Chiefs, where he was partnered with Mato. And I think in Godino, Steve Compella has found a partner who is solid. I know uh, a lot of people uh, had question marks, but for me, I think Dwayne, his timing, uh, uh, his reading of the ball, and also his positioning, he knows very well where his centre-back is. He knows when to commit. And the, the crucial thing is to commit when there is cover. Uh, and that is what is crucial as a centre-back. You must have the perfect timing. Also, I think the, co- the communication between himself, Matoa and Kune, that triangle block at the back for Kaiser Chiefs is also crucial. But for me, I would say uh, he was one of those uh, uh, players that I thought would challenge uh, for men of the match on the day, even though Jima ended up winning men of the match. I thought uh, I would have thought Godino would have edged Jima in that department because uh, he stopped Noro. If you remember, he did not even have a shot on target on the day. So that says a lot of, about the defensive abilities the young man has. Yeah, I think it's a great analysis. But overall, we're going to have to leave it there. Pumuz Maneja, thank you very much for your time and insights and uh, enjoy the upcoming midweek action. Thank you, Dwayne, and thank you uh, for the, to the listeners. Top Chef South Africa judge Neil Anthony returns for a second season of Private Chef. Catch him on SABC3, Tuesdays at 8. Agriculture, growing crops and raising livestock for human consumption and use. That is our focus on planting the seeds, SAFM's insert on the world of farming. Tune in weekdays at 5 a.m. with me, Asanda Matsaunyane, as we talk agribusiness, agricultural engineering, agroecology, and much more. Planting the seeds on South Africa's news and information leader, SAFM. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. SFM South Africa's news and information now. Uh, while uh, the Soweto derby remained goalless, I can tell you there were a couple of stunning results in the Absa Premiership, and one of them was Cape Town City, who absolutely stunned the newly crowned African champions, Mamelodi Sundowns 2-1 in their Absa Premiership tie at uh, Loftus yesterday afternoon. And delighted to say we've got the, uh, the man of the match, the man that scored both goals for Cape Town City, and indeed the captain of Cape Town City on the line, Libraham Manyama. Thanks for joining us, and uh, congratulations on that win. Uh, thanks a lot, Mr. Dean, and um, thanks for having me. Well, it's good to chat to you, especially after that brace, uh, Lil Hong, but uh, how motivating is it to, to beat, officially, the best team in Africa? Yeah, look, obviously, we, we had to give them the respect that they give their deserve because they, obviously, they are the number one team in Africa, you know. You know, in football, I always believe that impossible is nothing, you know, and we, we, we knew as much as they, were, they have a lot of, lot of strength, they also have weaknesses, you know, and we had to exploit that. And yeah, I have to say it, it worked well, very well. But I still had a feeling that we could have scored two more because we had, I think, two more clear chances. But yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with the results and I'm very happy with how the team plays. Yeah, that's the frightening thing. Is I mean, it could easily have been a four-one scoreline at the end of that game. Um, you know, it could also easily have been a, a two-two, were it not for Schwerbolter's uh, foot right near the end as well. But uh, I mean, the, the fact that you're creating so many chances against the side of the quality of Sundowns must give a, a great deal of confidence, even if uh, a couple of the youngsters maybe nerves got the better of them, maybe inexperience got the better of them, maybe decision making got the better of them. Yeah, look, you know. Sundowns are an attacking team, you know, and when you play against them, you have to be patient, you know, and we were patient, we knew we were going to get our chances, you know, it was a matter of taking them, you know, and, and yeah, you know, 
it happens in football that you miss chances, you know. But yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy that we took, uh, we took two out of probably four clear chances, you know. And I think we had other half chances that we could have done better in the final step. But yeah, I mean, so we still can progress and I think we can improve from that. Yeah, you talk about the areas where you can improve, but I mean, you, you scored both the goals. Uh, Aubrey and Goma, though, supplied both those balls for you to finish. I mean, are you guys finding um, the sort of teamwork and cohesion between the players heading in the right direction so far? Uh, look, I mean, obviously, we've built a relationship, you know, with the, with the whole team. You know, we, we're more of a family now, you know, and it's getting better every day. And obviously, as to how I've got the goals, you know, with Aubrey. We've practiced that since our David Aces, you know, I know the music gets there when he's going to put the ball, and mm. he probably knows that I'll always be there, you know, so, yeah, I knew he was going to be, he was going to pull it there, the ball back there, and it was a matter of making sure that I'm precise with my finishes, you know, and luckily I was, you know, but yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we, we were all together, you know, because at the end of the day, we only have each other, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's good when we help each other, and it also benefits the team. Just uh, looking immediately ahead, you've got Bloemfontein and Celtic on Wednesday. I mean, how do you feel about facing a team that's just parted ways with its coach? I mean, there's a potential banana peel there. Oh, look, I think they, they've been very unfortunate, you know, with how they've got this. And I think they're a very good team, you know, and they obviously had a very good coach and coach Serami, you know. But yeah, I mean, things happen in football, you know, people come and go and. For us, we're not even focused on that, you know. It's a matter of, you know, obviously we played them, I think, two weeks back or a week back, and we got to give them also the respect that they deserve, you know. I think they're right to lost the coach, you know, because I think we, at the beginning of the season, we beat Chiefs and we lost to Arrows, so it goes to show that, you know, this league you can lose to anyone and you can beat anyone, so we have to be prepared, you know, and forget about the Sundance game. Oh, Arrows, uh, they've certainly turned around their uh, their game overall this season. But they, the, the point you make there is, is quite simply that, yeah, on any given day, any team could come out on top. I mean, as you say, you beat Mamelodi Sundowns, but you lost to Barok AFC in a, a rather strange game in that all three goals, of course, were scored in a three-minute period early in the uh, the second half. But you've been drawn against them, away to them, in fact, in the Telkom knockout quarterfinal. So on the point of teams you've played already this season, uh, how do you feel about that uh, quarterfinal draw? Look, the coach always makes it very clear to us that, you know, games like Sundowns, Chiefs, Pirates, to him don't matter because you don't need motivation to play those games, you know, but it's games like Barroca and Celtics, you know, those kind of games, that's where you have to make sure you concentrate and, yeah, I mean, we lost concentration in, like, five minutes and they scored two goals in the last time we played them, so we can't afford to do it, especially with how they playing at home, you know, so... It's going to be tough, you know, it's also a long trip for us, but yeah, you can't find excuses in that we went to Sundowns yesterday, we played, you know, 38 degrees and mm. we went very hard, so I think it's all in the head, but yeah, I mean, we we have to start with the Celtics game and then we'll start focusing on Barocca from Thursday going forward. Let's uh, let's talk about you on an individual note now. I mean, you've got uh, yourself back in Cape Town. I mean, players like you, uh, you know, you were at Ajax for, for a while. Uh, Shoei Walters, I know, is from Cape Town, loves being back in Cape Town. How does it feel to be back in the mother city? Hello, this is probably the best city in South Africa, you know, and probably in Africa, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm used to this place, you know, and 
luckily, you know, things, things work out for me this side, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been good, you know, and also, you know, things like other guys settled in, I think, of which they have done already, you know. But yeah, it's always lovely to be here, you know, because I think it's a very nice place, and yeah, I mean, I've got no problem with staying here for as long as I can. Yeah, I know for a couple of the players it, uh, it's, it's a good thing you're doing that because I know a couple of the players have had to leave families behind in Mpumalanga and indeed uh, Limpopo as well. But, you know, talking about uh, teams in, in Cape Town though, uh, you know, Luhan, Ajax underperforming. There, there seems to be a push now for Cape Town City to be the sort of new team to support in Cape Town. Is, is that where the club is, is headed at the moment? Is that the ambition as well of the, the club chairman and owner, um, uh, John Comites? Obviously, you know, you know, John, you know, the close passion for the game, you know, he, I think he's going to take this club very far, you know, but yeah, you have to take it step by step, you know, you can't, you can't beat him in a season, you know, it's, it's a matter of building a solid for a foundation, you know, for, 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 for the future of the team, you know, and I'll, i when I came here, I believe that, you know, whatever we're doing now, we're not doing for us, but we're doing for the next generation that's going to come into this team and then for Cape Town, you know, so yeah, I mean, I think we started very well, but, there's still a long road to go, you know, but yeah, I can say so far so good. Yeah, so far so good. Well, if you beat the uh, the best team on the African continent, uh, that's that's a pretty good start in anybody's book. But uh, Lebohong, listen, great game yesterday. You're having a solid season so far, and uh, best of luck in both the uh, the match coming up against Bloemfontein Celtic and indeed the uh, Telkom Knockout quarter final as well. Thank you very much, Tim. Onside, a shot in! Oh, what a beautiful goal! Is for you and your friends. It's for the love of the game. The Telcom Knockout is here. It's a battle of the 16 PSL teams, and there can only be one winner. Watch the action on Latum, live on SABC One and on your favorite SABC radio station. Proudly brought to you by SABC Sport. SAFM celebrates 80 years of keeping you in the know. And as part of our history, we go back to some of the first recorded programs and voices. Radio South Africa's special FM service is now closing down until midnight tonight. Exactly five o'clock, and you are tuned to Radio Highfelt. And now, some of the signature tunes which will be heard on the special FM services of Radio South Africa and Radio Highfelt. This is the signature tune for a request program at one with Elwyn. Yanir and Elwyn. This program is broadcast at 1 a.m. on Thursday mornings. We wish you many hours of pleasant listening on Radio Highfelt and Radio South Africa. SAFM celebrates 80 years of entertainment. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game.
It's FM South Africa's news and information leader. We move on now to uh, a story of Bloemfontein Celtic. Now, uh, Serama Letwaka, the uh, coach of Bloemfontein Celtic, leading into the weekend, coming out of the weekend, is no longer head coach at the club. Instead, caretakers in John Maruga and Lichnono Lesiema, both former international captains of their respective countries. We've got the CEO of Bloemfontein Celtic, Kumbulani Kongo, on the line. Kumbulani, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thank you very much, Dwayne Loke, and let me greet your listeners as well. Thank you very much. Uh, can, can we just say, was this simply a decision based on results, Kumbulani? Definitely. Uh, based on results, football, unfortunately, is result-orientated. And from the club side, we believe um, that we have gave the coach enough time. Um, even last season, the, we had uh, a rocky ride, and um, we were still behind him and supportive. And we believe we can always bend the corner. And now this is in the way things have started, you know, uh, we based, we based, uh, our, our home game as a, uh, as a main, as a main way we're going to collect points. And, and now this is in losing three league, uh, home games, uh, in a row. It was not, uh, it was a bitter pillow to swallow. And, uh, at the end of the day, um, one had to agree when the coach also saw it that, he needs to tender in the resignation, and then we accept it, and then that's how we parted ways. Okay, so that's how it played out, similar to Roger Desai at, at uh, IX Cape Town, where he decided that he was going to uh, make way rather than uh, prolong a situation that could have gotten nasty. That said, 100%. Bloemfontein Celtic, six, six, six matches played, only one win. The concern, though, has got to be uh, the, the goals that aren't coming. I mean, three goals the, the, the season for, for a club as, as proud uh, a heritage as Bloemfontein Celtic. But are you going to be demanding more from your, your players uh, from, from now on through? through through the remainder of the season? Uh, definitely. Um, you, you must also remember, uh, at the end of the day, the, the head coach is the sole decision maker when it comes to the team and the playing style and, and the extra demand from, 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 from the player's side. Us, we can pressurize him to do more. He needs to pressurize the coaches. So we, with, the, with his departure, then the, the players need to up their socks and see that... Uh, uh, the, cl- the club is, is, is taking uh, a step where we're trying to avoid things where we might find ourselves in late in the season uh, fighting relegation and we don't want to see ourselves there. And if we remember well, we are now, uh, you know, in six games. Some people might say it's still early, but we are way off our target that we thought at least by this time we should have achieved. And one is also going through the other rounds of the telecom knockout uh, competition, you know, by being eliminated in the first round again. That was also not uh, not good for Bloomington Celtics. So those are the effects that are there. Yeah, well, well the six games into a season is uh, is 20% of the season already. So uh, that's Definitely. a significant portion of, of of the season overall. Uh, you know, the, the, there were things that were thrown around after the game. Lack of focus, I think, was what uh, Seramela Tsuaka spoke about after the uh, defeat to Bidvestvitz over the weekend. But you spoke about where the club wants to be. But what was the aim for Bloemfontein Celtic at the start of the season? And has that been amended following the, the, the poor start? Ah, it's a, it's a fact. Uh, it, it needs to be amended. Uh, we, we didn't expect this start. Uh, we thought at this stage we should be sitting comfortably in position three or four. Um, cause what happened is that in the beginning of the season, we, without even having a discussion with the coach, you know, he came to us and said, with the squad that he has, with the signings that we have done, we believe that he can challenge for the championship. And also go have a good run in one of the competitions that uh, that are available in the case of Tacom as well as Netherlands Cup. 
But uh, if uh, the way things are going, definitely we're not in the right track. Yeah, and I suppose it's all the more scary when you look at a team like University of Pretoria last season where uh, they, they ended up being relegated despite the fact that they played uh, a lot of decent football but the results didn't come their way. So I suppose there are some, some previous concerns. That said, I mentioned Lefjorn Lulisema and John Maduga are, uh, are taking over as caretakers. But, I mean, on the point of a permanent replacement, have you identified anybody as a potential candidate? And are you looking locally or internationally? Uh, not yet. I haven't identified anyone. Uh, since uh, yesterday, today, across today, it was one of those busy days where we had a lot of CVs from different coaches locally and internationally were coming through. Uh, we're still compiling those CVs, and then we still have to do all the processes uh, of going through uh, the CVs and then trying to shortlist a few names above and then try to make some few interviews and stuff like that. So it's still going to be a process. But the club, we made a call today that we're not going to prioritize ourselves by making, by announcing a coach like tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. No, we'll see, we'll see out on Wednesday how the team goes. And then next week, fortunately, we have a FIFA weekday, so we bit off and then we can take it from there. But we're not going to pressurize ourselves for making any announcement. Yeah, I suppose that is the smart move. You've got the international window and uh, it is building up towards, I suppose, the festive season break as well, plus the Africa Cup of yeah. Nations break after that. But you want somebody yeah. in charge by, by that uh, long break, yeah, I would definitely, imagine. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. By the long break, we should have someone. All good. Yeah. Well, uh, Kubilani Kongo, thank you very much for your uh, time this evening. Best of luck with the, uh, with the way forward for Bloemfontein Celtic and certainly best of luck uh, midweek. I know you've got a, a tough game away to Cape Town City. Thank you very much and wish to keep all the best on Wednesday. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Leading up to the uh, top of the hour on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Listen in a minute to uh, news. And then Bongi Gwala is going to be in for Naledi Muleo tonight. He'll be presenting the uh, talk shop. I just want to mention as well, uh, in case you missed it, the uh, SS Sports Awards uh, is coming up soon. And Sports Star of the Year Awards uh, nominees are out. Wade Finiker, Kasta Semenya and Kajisa Rabada. And uh, Chad Leclerc and Blitzbox star Siabed Lassanatla are going to be joining those uh, trio for the People's Choice Award as well. Congratulations, though, to uh, all the nominees for the uh, SA Sports Awards. Awards. Uh, that's uh, about it for tonight. Just a reminder, the two uh, Premiership matches tomorrow, the Supersport United against Orlando Pirates, and uh, one that we have mentioned already, Bidvest Vitz against Chipper United. Uh, Supersport hosting Pirates at Mbombella Stadium, and uh, Bidvest Vitz taking on Chipper United at Dobsonville Stadium. So both not at their regular home venues for various reasons. That's it. Bongi Gwala is in uh, uh, after the news with a talk shop in for Naledi Muleo tonight, uh, but uh, that's all we've got time for. Uh, more sport tomorrow morning on AM Live with Jan from the uh, team tonight, producer Siobhan Chetty, me, Dwayne DeLocca. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.